Okay. Thankfully so, this thing works for me, right? When I'm feeling like a little bit in the fight and flight space, and I'm like, ah, why do I have so much energy in here? Um, thankfully, I have things that I can do to use up my negative energy, right? And I know what to do about that. And I'm like, sweet, let's do it. So I go and do it, right? Thankfully, a couple podcasts later, plus getting to check in on some, like a creative project that I'm working on and like the progress there, it just like, you know, amongst the talk therapy and amongst the creative like progress stuff, that is this like social creative project thing that just like brings me so many trickles of joy because like my last like big moment of being able to offer this kind of thing was like last weekend. And like, there's something about a room filled with roaring laughter that never leaves a person. It's like, I will be completely changed. My whole soul has been completely changed ever since that moment, right? Like I can still hear and feel the laughter. And I'm like, yes, that, that is the life that I'm so happy to create, right? And, and I kind of feel like spoiled right? It's not easy for other people to live the life that I get to live because of who I am and what my talents are and what I don't, I am fearless about. I have no questions about whether or not I'm going to have a conversation with someone because of fears, right? It's like, if I just think it, oh, I need to talk with that person. It's like, boom, boom. In like, less than 30 seconds, I can already have a conversation started with them, right? There isn't any hesitation about those kinds of things. And I guess I'm just kind of processing myself in finding that deep, deep, deep kind of compassion of deep understanding that this is a hard thing for a lot of people. And there's a lot of things that, that, that correlate with when that is hard for someone. When it's hard for someone to start a conversation with someone else, they live with that level of anxiety and worry and and those kinds of things. And so when they actually do get to practice talking to someone else, it's not going to come out in the same way that for somebody else who's really seasoned in it, right? So seasoned that they've kind of moved forward from even just the fearlessness of moving forward with a conversation. That person that is seasoned in it can even pay attention to the pulse of a room so they know when anything that they say could possibly land at a time that is most appropriate at a time that is most like readily to be received or or whatever right and and that it can be received and their words can have impact and influence right and so you know i have compassion for the other side When a person is in a situation where they don't know whether their words are going to be helpful or not at any given moment, right? That's why there's some of that anxiety, right? And then for them to even like start and try to say something and then for it to like totally flop and like really like create like an atomic bomb kind of experience, like that can be pretty shattering, right? To somebody's self-confidence of being like, oh, I already didn't feel like I could start a conversation and now I really don't feel like I should start a conversation because anytime I try to start a conversation about something that I actually think about and really believe and feel and like, yes, they might be critical kind of ideas or yes, it might come off as ungrateful or whatever, 
but there's still my voice, right? And that's kind of the place that I'm learning to be able to honor. It's like honoring someone else's best, even if it shows up as if it was a worst, right? Because you just cannot compare someone's best to someone else's best, right? It's just not even comparable. It's like every single person gets to have that full opportunity to offer what is their best, right? And that we shouldn't just take someone's best and assume it's their worst, right? And that's like something that I'm learning how to offer that compassion for and offer that honoring of respect and offer that that openness. You know, I'm striving, right? In, in my regular human interactions, I'm always striving on learning how to become like one of my heavenly parents, right? How to become like a creator of a universe, right? Like, how does that even happen? I do believe that it happens one conversation at a time. You know, there's a reason why Heavenly Father can receive everyone, everyone's prayers. Kind of like how the Santa Claus thing happens, right? Where the story goes, everybody sends their letters to Santa Claus and it says all their wishes, right? But in Heavenly Father's case, those wishes aren't just coming once a year. They're coming every second of every day by millions and billions of his children who are searching and seeking for his greater light in their lives and his comfort and his 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 guidance and and his his direction and and all of those things right and i'm just constantly baffled to be like how does one do that how is one able to receive all these letters right letters is my symbolic kind of explanation of these thought these thoughts and heartfelt feelings that all his children have whether they're said prayers or unsaid prayers he pays attention to them all right how does a heavenly parent get all of that feedback and not get overwhelmed? That is the, the question of my day. It's like, I know I'm not supposed to be that yet, like that skilled and that capable and that understanding and that patient and, and that like able to hold space for another person. But there's a part of me that still wants to try to be like that in some way, shape or form, right? Like at least with a desire to want to hold space in my heart and in my mind for that one day, right? Creating the structures to be able to hold that space for another's true feelings in the same way that Heavenly Father holds space for all of our thoughts and feelings in our said or unsaid prayers. So I guess I'm kind of being hard on myself a little bit, right? I kind of am, right? Because like if I wasn't being hard on myself, because that's probably the other basement belief that's going on right now. It's like, you know, I say I want to be this unconditional parent, unconditionally loving parent. But then when something happens and, and one of the, the people that I'm supposed to be a parent for like says something that like sets me off or whatever, then, then I'm gone. And I can't do this unconditional parent thing because I have my bias, I have my triggers, I have the therapy that I still need to heal and different wounds and stuff like that. So then it makes it so I have to check out and I feel guilty, right? I feel the mom guilt that I haven't dealt and, and healed the wounds that need to be healed, um, that needed to be healed earlier, right? So that when they're going through something, I can actually be there to hold space for them rather than me being tizzied out into a space where I am still searching for space to be held for me about the same thing, right? So that's kind of what I'm thinking about.